You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 603, HMS Apple Tannic. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. This is number 603. As our special guest just said, now, we don't have Gaz with us this week. But, you know, just to make sure that the regular listeners of this show aren't going to miss out on their regularly scheduled UK requirements, we have Carl Madden, uh, you know, and here in the show notes, it says from the Mac and Forth show, but... (laughs) That's that's not really quite accurate, but you know, on it. Oh, I, you know, before we even go there, before we we're going to talk about that, we will talk about that, but a little later on. How are you doing today, Carl? I'm a white governor. There you go. Yeah. Anything? I thought uh, I'd do my Dick Van Dyke impersonation just for you. Oh yeah, yeah, because he's so UK. <laughs> he's still no. alive. Can you, there was there was a you know going completely off tangent here there was a video i saw i know i know it hardly ever happens on this show there's a video of him on his 90th birthday singing and dancing with this group of kids because apparently his wife set up some kind of thing where there was like this whole troop outside of his window that did something and i as i recall it was from mary poppins Uh and you know, and he's just standing there loving it. And I guess he went down to, to, to talk to these kids and actually sang a song with them and, you know, and danced a little. I mean, face it, he, he's 90 years old. So, you know, if he tries too hard, he's going to break a hip. So he's, he's not exactly going to be the most spry kind of guy at the age of 90. You know, I hope I am that spry when I'm 90. Actually, I'm just hoping I live to 90. <laughs> I was thinking you're that spry now. What are you I know, about? I know, and, and I'm only 36. So uh-huh. yeah, uh-huh. Tw- uh, 20 years ago I was 36. So, <laughs> um, what have you been up to, Carl? It's been so long since I've talked to you. Oh, it has loads, loads of things. Well, I, I've had to relent. I finally had to relent and admit that I need glasses. So, like at 47 <laughs> years of age, I've had to toodle along to the opticians. Well, that's not true. First, I went to the butchers, the florists, news agents, and then I found the opticians. Um, yeah, and I've got fitted with glasses, and I pick them up next week, so I'll be able to see the world again. So, your butcher doesn't also sell glasses? No, strangely enough, you, you, oh, you, you wow. to be confused. Well, you know, you could multitask. You know, that's that what a lot of companies are doing these days to keep themselves in business. Yeah, we don't only sell the flesh of dead animals. We also help you see better. Yeah, I'm not going to trust the butcher with my eyes. I mean, I'll probably end up some delicacy somewhere. <laughs> As he's sitting there holding the hatchet going, yeah, yeah, I also do, uh, do retinal surgery. <laughs> just close your eyes. Everything yeah, oh, will be er- fine. Everything will be just fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've... um. Uh, I went that route probably about the same age, about 10 years ago. 
and I, I got these fancy bifocal lenses where they're like uh, one power up on the top and then on the bottom, they're a little bit different for reading. And, and I found that they were like completely useless. I just couldn't, I couldn't use them for anything because I was like moving my head up and down and trying to find the, just that sweet spot to, to read whatever the hell it was I was trying to read. And I eventually just gave up because when I'm driving and all the rest of that, I don't have any problems. I can, you know, I see just fine long distance and long away, long, far away signs and all that. It's just when I'm looking at a computer screen or trying to read a book or something like that. So God, I, (laughs) I finally got into the habit of making sure the phone was off until of course I had a guest and then I didn't do it. Stupid phone. You got the soundboard ready. Soundboard ready for that one. Uh, let's see. What would be a good one for that? Oh, I've got it. I've got it. Come here. Come on. No, that's not it. You know, and the thing is, the longer it takes to find the right one. <laughs> there. Yeah. Oh, if he's got to do the telephone, he's ringing one. Oh, I don't have that one. That's Gaz's. Oh, oh, I see. So he has copyright on that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Right now, he's actually like this. <laughs> Yeah, I bet he is, and I bet he's saying something far worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Would not be the first time. And and uh, actually, this weekend, because t- as we're recording this, it is Sunday. Uh, what May first? Yes, yep. today is Sunday, May first. Uh, on yesterday, I went to York, Pennsylvania, to see the very last crew event that my son Guy is in at the college that he goes to, and next weekend he graduates. Ooh, so that's yeah, where but, they throw all their hats in, yeah. Yeah, but it's weird because he actually still has another class that he has to take <laughs> to finish up. Uh, but the uh, the college was was kind of uh, – once he actually paid the money for this next class that he has to take, they told him he could still, you know, walk down the aisle with his class and stuff. So so that's that's next weekend. And But we had a great time in, in York, Pennsylvania. I've uh, stayed at this hotel that – was I think it's like 90 years old and it's in reasonably good shape. The problem is that the rest of the town isn't in as such good a shape. There's, there's really not much to do for actually within York downtown Pennsylvania. It's kind of, kind of dull. And I think I just lost those two people that, uh, that actually live in York. Is there a pub? Oh, lots of pubs. That's all you need. (sighs) That's all you ever need. Well, we actually went to, uh, there was a place called uh, Mex Italia, which they brew their own beer and they have like six or seven different varieties that they brew Mm. right there on the premises. And when we first got there, it was around lunchtime and they have a very, they have this varied menu of Mexican food and Italian food. And to me that those are just like, it's like Reese's peanut butter cups, but in reverse, two great tastes that don't necessarily go great together. Um, but in this case, uh, both my wife and I got the, uh, something that was Mexican, Mexican ish and it was pretty good. And my wife really liked the beer. I'm not so much of a beer drinker. So, you know, I just got a iced tea. You live dangerously, sir. I do. I do. Well, plus I was still driving. So. Oh, well, fair enough. <sighs> well, uh, Carl, are you ready to go on over to the mymac.com recent articles? Absolutely, sir. Okay, why don't you take that first one? 
Okay, so firstly, mymac.com, Spotlight, uh, Matt Hoovy by Rim Tom- yeah. Thomason. Yes, we doing Tim. Sorry, I don't have that one. That's Gaz's too. <laughs> oh, I said, oh, you need to share. Um, every week here at mymac.com, we will spotlight a company, developer, or person that supports Apple users by asking them to answer seven questions. This week, we turn our attention to Matt Hoovy of Weird Kid Software. Yeah, I, liked, I just like the name of that. That, that's, well, that's a great it, name right? for a company. Weird, <laughs> Weird Kid, Kid Software. Isn't it because you're like getting callbacks to your childhood? Uh, I am never that far from my childhood. My childhood is like, I, I, am like, I am like one severe head injury away from being back in my childhood. Right. <laughs> just, just the weird kid at the back yeah, of the class. Yeah, and actually, I don't even think it would have to be that severe. It would, you know, basically, I get a bad headache and I just turn into a three-year-old. <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah, t- today. Uh, next up is Uncaged Ergonomics Change Desk. This is a review by... Nam Segri. This is Nam Segri. I disapprove of this message. Yeah, well, yeah, you wrote it, Sam. To stand or to sit, that is the question. Most oh, yeah, office- whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on, hang yeah. on. You'd be you'd be no good at Shakespeare, guy. Come on. All right. What? Tell me. To stand or to sit. To oh, be or not to be. To stand or to sit. That is the question. Most office furniture allows you to do one. All the other, but not both. Uncaged ergonomics thinks that you, you have a choice. So they've come up with Change Desk. Three metal shelves expand and contract like an accordion. If you're tired of typing standing up, lift the lever on the right and push down. On the desktop, the change desk smoothly moves between a height of 21 inches down to 4 inches and automatically locks in place at 5 positions as you raise or lower it. The top shelf is designed to hold a monitor up to 30 pounds and to read more on this Life-affirming product. Go on over to the mymac.com website. There you go. Need more oration on on reviews. That's what you need. Yeah, yeah. I I (laughs) thought it was pretty good. (laughs) Uh, Next one, we have Thor Atmos X3 for the iPad Air 2. Review by Yoni Dankilo. Yeah, I don't have anything for Donnie. (laughs) Donnie, send me something, dude. A, a few months ago, Donnie learned that Thule, a company that all, he always knew for cycling gear, makes iPhone and iPad cases. He ordered a case for his, um, for his iPhone 6 and loved it. When he decided to get an iPhone SE, he didn't have to think hard about a case. It was the Thule Atmos. It has become his number one iPhone case. Based on his iPhone experience, he was very excited for the opportunity to review the Thule Atmos X3 for the iPad Air 2. So, you know, just based on that alone, I, it, you know, you and I were kind of talking about that before, before we started recording. Uh, uh, Donnie, how many iPhone cases do you actually own? <laughs> you know, they'll, they, I think people want to know this. We need to know. We do. Johnny, <laughs> we need to know. Inquiring minds wish to know. And last up for this week, 
Tech fan number 252. Purple. Tim. Yep. Yes, Tim. Has had a horrible two weeks, which is why tech fan missed a week. David and Tim discuss USB-C as a replacement to the headphone jack. Microsoft stops making new Xbox 360s about freaking time. Hmm. Sony H ear. I don't quite get that. On wireless NC headphone, Mac Stock Expo, yay! Wow servers and prints. And this episode was sponsored by MacSales.com, Otherworld Computing. Now, if you would like to write for the MyMac.com website, all you have to do is, well, number one, you have to be able to withstand either, you know, Gaz or Guest and myself reading snippets of your article on this podcast. Uh, but more importantly, you need to get a hold of John Nemo and you can find him at Nemo at mymac.com. That is his email address. And he will uh, see if we can get you writing for the mighty, mighty mymac.com website, which is the spinoff. Actually, no, we're the spinoff of the website being the podcast because the website came first. And <laughs> I have no idea where I'm going with that. <laughs> Anyway, I think uh, I think that's it for this segment. So, Carl, seeing how you have been on this show as many times as you have, I'm sure mm-hmm. you are well aware of how it is that we usually get ourselves out of sticky predicaments like end of segments. Well, baby, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Groovy. people my name is peter bird and i am the host of the deep look podcast the idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests and we learn more about them the subjects the people the things that shape their lives or the things they're interested in or the things they would possibly want to know more about basically we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there and to learn if that appeals to you or you like that idea or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to then Come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network. This is Cole Madden from the Mac and Fall podcast, and I love listening to the G-Men because they remind me just how good I am in comparison. MyMac.com podcast. That was actually quite a long break in between segments. Um, I'm not really sure how much of it I'm I'm going to have in the after show because there was there was some stuff that we said that was kind of like yeah we really don't want to put that out there but that's okay. <sighs> You'll have to listen to the after show to figure out what what I decided was was suitable for broadcast. Oh yeah. Uh, now this week something something happened over the course of this week that hasn't happened since, since 2003. So that's 13 years since this has happened. And that's a flawless. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, 13 years, that's a hell of a streak. Um, basically, Apple released their their quarterly earnings uh, for quarter two of 2016. And they didn't make as much money or sell as much stuff as they did in quarter two of 2015. And like I said, that this this is something that hasn't happened. They've had year over year growth per quarter since 2003. And in 2003, their, their two products, the only really two products that they sold were Macs and iPods. That's all they had in 2003. Well, now they have iPads and iPhones and Macs and, you know, I guess they still sell iPods. I don't know how many people actually buy them. Uh, they have Apple TVs. They have watches. They have all kinds. Yeah, Carl actually has a watch. I, yes. I, I don't have one. He's shown it to me on the screen. Um, and Apple, <laughs> but the, you know, basically it, it, it's almost like all these analysts were just salivating over an opportunity to say Apple is doomed and actually have something behind it for the first time in like 13, 14 years. I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't particularly agree with that. I, I always say, that this is a group of people who, if you're an Apple user, have no influence on you, right? They only they are only important to you if you hold stock or if you're in the stock market game and stuff because they don't give a monkeys about what Apple produces as long as it sells amounts of money and they can put the share prices and they can put Apple stock into their portfolios and offer it to their clients and then their clients will make money, which will make them, you know... Um, commissions and so they also make money for every every trade and stuff they do and, sure. and things like this they don't care they you know it, it has been great for them to be constantly wrong for months and months and more years in, in some cases how apple is going to perform and now it's started to drop it's still it did drop absolutely it right. absolutely dropped but let's still look at what that means in real terms so in real terms it was a bad quarter for apple but they still made ten point five billion in profit. In profit, right? In with profit. with retail sales of over fifty billion, which 50. means 6. that yeah, that, that their average, um, what's the word? Uh, um, after you know, basically the, the the amount of profit that they make on each sale is over twenty okay. percent, which is more than any other tech company in the world can say, and I saw something else online that, ba that basically, you know, I mean, cause one of the things that you've been, we've been hearing since the iPhone came out is that Apple, even though they have uh, less than 20% of the overall worldwide market in smartphones, they're pulling in 80 to 90% of the profit overall throughout the entire industry in smartphones. Now think yeah. about that. This is a company that sells a premium product at a premium price and you can pick and choose any Android phone you want that matches up with the iPhone in spec, in specifications. 
doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to do everything that the iPhone can do. It doesn't even necessarily mean that the iPhone can do everything that an Android phone could do. But people are voting with their wallets. And for the most part, they're choosing iPhones. If they can afford it, they're choosing iPhones. Now, yeah, I mean, I, oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, now, now, take, now, having said that, the other thing that I had read was not only is Apple making between 80 to 90% of the profit in smartphones, they're making over 40% of the profit in technology overall. And this is a company with really not that many products. They don't sell TV sets. They don't sell uh, uh, video cameras. They don't sell, you know, you pick and choose what kind of tech it is that you want to talk about. They sell computers. They sell phones. They, they sell tablets and uh, a TV add-on device mm-hmm. and a watch. But they're not in all of the other product segments that's going on in technology right now. And yet they're bringing in, uh, they're pulling in 40% of the profit of the entire technology segment. I mean, it, it, yeah. So it, it comes, still comes back to the fact that although they didn't generate money as far as wall street was concerned and all the analysts were concerned, they're still making money. They're still going to be here next year, the year after, and they are going to make more money this year. I mean, let's, when do we, when do come to they made in revenue 50.6 billion dollars that's an obscene amount of money that now pushes yeah. up their their supposedly their um their war chest to 233 billion dollars in cash i mean yeah i'm thinking spend some of that maybe and i end one of the biggest world issues of famine or something for god's sake apple i mean why are you hoarding all this money? But, you know, they're using it for whatever reason they see fit and they try and help out people in their own way. Other people don't necessarily agree with how they dish out their money or how they help people, but they always think they should do more, which is a different argument altogether. But, you know, again, <laughs> we, we, come, we come down to the fact that these analysts are not... I still say, if you are an Apple user, a Mac user, an iPhone user, you do not need to listen to what one analyst says because they are a long, long way from that period many years ago where they were like three weeks or a month or whatever it is to going totally out of business. They pulled themselves back from that. Maybe the reason they've got such a huge war chest is because they never, ever want to be in that position again. And every time Apple stock goes down, they buy back some Apple stock. So, you know, there's less and less of it out there, hopefully. And they won't suit. I can see a situation maybe a long way away where they don't even have to listen to what analysts say because, you know, they're out of the game as far as they're concerned. But Well, I have to wonder if they even really listen to them now. Um, I'm sure that they're taking note of what analysts are saying in regards to Apple stock. They would be Mm -hmm. foolish to not, you know, to, to not listen or to not at least know about it. Yeah, but but, that, but they don't a, they don't follow the things that these analysts are saying. Well, Apple has to do this, and Apple has to do that, or they're in big trouble. And Apple's just kind of like eh, jog on, you know. We're we're going to do whatever we want. But when it comes to Apple's work, they're such a secretive company. Like, if for example, these people who who deal with um, stocks and analysts and stuff like this, for example, in the pharmaceutical market, they'll know a company's working on a new drug. And it's expected to do X, Y, and C, cure something. And they'll say, oh, if that pulls off, if they can make that drug work, that will be 
a massive investment. So let's invest in that now while it's not so, you know, the company's doing so-so. And then when they release that drug, it will go gangbusters and we can make lots of money. They have no clue what Apple is doing. None, most people have no clue what Apple is doing. Okay, they might be making a car. We don't know for sure. <laughs> we have they, no idea. Exactly. They might be bringing out, they will probably be bringing out a new iPhone later this year. That will see a spike because everyone will go, oh, I need a new iPhone. And they'll go out and buy it. And then they'll drag in some new customers. They'll probably some lose some, maybe some older customers as well, but not as many. Um, you know, we got the TV. They've left space on the Apple TV to be upgraded to 4K. So, <laughs> you know, so that'll be everyone going out who's got a 4K set and an Apple TV now going, oh, I've got to buy a 4K one now. That's another load of... And they've got their services, the first one, Apple Music, which is pulling in more and more people all the time. Yeah, 13 right million there. people yeah. right now. Paying, paying right. subscribers. <clears throat> exactly. It's right there. You, you don't need to go and use Spotify, Google Music, or Amazon. But there's nothing wrong with those services. It's just each one you have to f- seek out and use it. And it's okay for probably everybody listening to this, this show they would actually go and do that. But the average consumer on the street, they'll just see the icon and go, oh, what's this? Try it. Three months troll. Thank you very much. Bang, they're hooked. Um, and, it's not, and it's not like these other services are any less expensive in the long run no. than Apple Music. Yep, they're all much of a muchness. They're all about the same. Yeah. I know Spotify definitely is the same. So, you know, and uh, Apple Music, for me, myself, I'm on the family sharing thing. So I yeah, pay a little I bit too. more. And that's it. Everybody in my family has now got Apple Music. And they love it. They love it. I know Spotify has um, done something similar now. So they've caught up. Uh, Apple Watch. Okay, so first generation Apple Watch. It is not the all singing, all dancing thing. It should be. But then neither was the original <laughs> iPhone. Neither was the original iPhone. It didn't have no. the 3G, the original iPhone. But, um, you know, second generation, they're going to learn, I hope. <laughs> and they're going to bring it. got to put more stuff into the Apple Watch, make it more... Um, you know, it doesn't need the iPhone. Yeah, well, it doesn't need the iPhone tethered to it all the time, probably, hopefully. And uh, that will be See, that will that, start again. That will that will make the Apple Watch much more interesting to me if it if I don't have to have it <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. If I don't have to have it tethered to my iPhone. And I mean that was the big reason why I wasn't interested in a watch in the first place. It was like, well, okay. So in order to do the, some of the whiz bang stuff that the watch does, I have to have my phone on me. Well, if I have my phone on me, why would I be doing it from a watch? Is it to (laughs) save myself the time, the time and trouble of reaching into my pocket and pulling out my phone, you know, and it just didn't make any sense to me. But you know, now that the time has, has gone on a little bit and the rumors are that the next watch will have cellular, cellular capability. Mm. Then it kind of comes down to, okay, and I didn't think about this when the watch first came out. You have given me, you, you're going to sell me a device that is capable of receiving a cellular signal, which means that that watch has to tie into someone's network which means that they're going to charge me yep. for that capability. And I'm, I'm starting to wonder because, you know, the, the, the cellular companies aren't going to be able to get away with selling a service like something that would work with an Apple Watch for the same price as what people are willing to pay for smartphones and tablets. It's, you know, because these these are two different types of devices, two different types of use cases. 
Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't. The watch would never use as much data as the phone or the iPad does, anyway. But I, when you when you get into that, see, I, I'm not a big believer in the whole uh, LTG, LTE thing in the watch itself because I don't I don't really see the point. You can't really you, you the watch cannot replace the iPhone. You cannot sit no. there all day scrolling through reading emails for once for well, one thing. You can't really respond to them. You can dictate, but then you have to be in a relatively uh, calm area for siri to hear what you're saying to it for example but uh, you can't really respond you can got some canned messages you can't do a proper response so you're not really going to be reading emails uh, uh, responding to emails anyway um the biggest bugbear for most people seem to be is because of all the health fitness stuff that is in there the fact that they couldn't track their gps location that is probably one of the biggest things that they could put in and i don't think it would hog that much battery as well again remember if you put a, a cell chip in there that's going to be draining that battery every second of the day. And every time you slightly go out of a, an area where you've got good coverage, it's really going to suck the power from this tiny, tiny, wee, tiddly, biddly battery inside this watch, um, which does currently last all day. But if you put um, an LTE chip in there, I don't think it will last all day at all. I mean, one of the, one of the Android manufacturers tried it, didn't they? Um, and I don't, I don't recall anyone giving it rave reviews about battery longevity. So, I, I, like I say, I think just GPS would, would get rid of most of the problems that people are having with it. Because when you stand, go out for a, a run... standalone GPS. Yeah, when you go out for a run, these people want to track their runs and stuff. They want to see on some mapping software. I don't know why, because just, I'm just caring about distance. But some people want to see where they've been. And then when they just come back, the watch can just tell the phone, okay, they went to these coordinates, this, this longitude, latitude, blah, 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 blah. There's your mapping stuff, and then you just get back with your phone. And I know what you're saying, guy. Like, you don't. Why do you want to pull out your phone to? You know, why do you want to replace your phone with your watch? Because you know it's easy to pull out your phone during this winter that we just went through. Yeah, <laughs> I was so glad that I could just turn to see who had called me or who had texted me or who had done anything, and I didn't have to in, like take my glove off and go into my phone <laughs> and activate it and stuff. In the end, I did buy those gloves that have got the little capacity stick yeah. on the top of them so it did work out in the end but no i mean it's it's nothing i can tell you that will make you say i want to watch you either do want one or you do want you either you either see there's as a, a place for it in your life or there isn't a place for it in your life at the moment and if there isn't that's it i'm never going to convince you of that but there's just something about the immediacy of getting these messages and getting all the and being out of control little things around the house and not have to pull out your phone i mean it's like living in the future <laughs> i just wish it was a bit faster sometimes but um it's it's another it's a step and like i say first first iteration it, it, it didn't score like it didn't go like gangbusters but then i wasn't really around in the ecosphere when the iphone was released i just know it was pretty lacking in some of its features well, compared I, to other I phones. Didn't, I didn't even get an iPhone in, until the 3GS came out. And I'm, I'm as big an Apple fanboy as anybody. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I saw no need for an iPhone until it had some of the features that I wanted. So I waited until, what was that, third gen, fourth gen iPhone, I think? Mm -hmm. The 3GS? Because there so was... Jumped. Yeah, and because that was the, the first one that did most of the stuff that I wanted a, a small portable device to do. So, you know, it, it could very well be that as Apple adds 
more features, or even if somebody else comes out with a watch that adds more features that I want, that I will, I'll jump on the smartwatch bandwagon. Now, one of the things that, that I'm, I'm curious about, Carl, people yeah. who have bought the first iPhone or sorry, the first uh, Apple watch, mm-hmm. when the next one comes out, especially those that really put up the big bucks for that $10,000 hmm. gold one. Do you think that Apple will make it possible for first generation watch owners to walk into a store and just exchange out the innards on their current watch to get the innards of, I'm sorry, innards of their older watch to get the innards of a newer watch? See, that's, that's interesting. What, um, one of our listeners said on our, one of our old shows is maybe there's a reason that chip's modular. And you could just pop it out and put in like the S2 instead of the S1. Um, I don't know. I, 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 it would be nice. <laughs> I gotta say it would be nice. Um, I've never, I've never known Apple to do anything like that. For example, when a new iPad comes out, a new iPhone, they don't let you take your old one in, just pop off the back cover and put a new processor in there. But uh, I know it's not the same. It's not a modular uh, chip like yeah. the well, watch. It, I, I don't think that the iPad and well, and, and f- by extension, the iPhones, um, were really ever set up to do something like that. Now, yeah, I mean, w- when you're talking about phones, most people when they buy a smartphone, and regardless of of whether it's it's an Apple phone or an Android phone or what have you, they're typically or at least should be thinking about keeping that phone for two to three years for however long the OS will support the applications Mm -hmm. that they use on a regular basis. Um, In the Android world, unfortunately for, well, I I don't know how unfortunate it is, but I mean, there are new high level Android phones. It seems like every month somebody's Mm -hmm. coming out with, with the new hotness as far as Android phones go. And you know, are, are people expected to swap their phone out every, you know, three well, no. to six months? See, this is one of the weird things that I don't get. A modern day consumerism. Just because I buy something today, I lay money on it today. If they bring something out next week, I have no entitlement to that. That's a whole new thing. And that's just commercialism. That's how yeah. it works. You, This is how they make you go and spend money again. Just because a company, you know, just because if I buy and buy a car, from from Ford, for example, and then two uh, next six months later, they change that model and come out with a brand new model. I've got no right to go in and say, "Well, I don't want this one. It's six months old now. I want that one because I paid for that one. That's why I laid my money down. That was what they didn't they didn't con me. They didn't say anything. You know, there's no reason why a company has to say, "Well, oh, but don't buy it. We got a new one coming out in you know a few months time." That's yeah, the case because of that, that, that's what that's what companies do. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> most people don't. Most people, everybody in in the Apple Apple sphere who who follows Apple and does knows basically when new things are about to come out. Yes. So this is why there's always probably a massive rush right at the start, so you can get as much longevity out of your device before it becomes obsolete. Well, as as it is as as it is defined as a new product. Yes, exactly. So and and when a new product comes out. 
nothing changes with your one. It doesn't suddenly become worse overnight. Suddenly, there's something in our minds that suddenly says, oh, this is a piece of junk now. You know, <laughs> but, but that's, that's consumerism. Welcome. That's what makes the world go round, unfortunately. Well, now, so, what, what phone are you currently on? <laughs> I'm on the 6S Plus, and I've already ah. sold it. I've already sold a pink one. I don't know if you can see on the back. Yes, I went for pink. <laughs> yeah. But not it's many a black people, case. Not many people t- p- take the pee out of a six foot seven bloke in a pub with a pink phone, I tell you. No. But, <laughs> but no, I've sold this already. I've got a buyer lined up. I've got a buyer lined up on my watch. And that's one of the good things about Apple. If, like me, you buy the stuff outright, there's no leasing, there's no going with carriers or anything like that. I just buy it outright. Um, then when the new product comes out, I sell the current one for still a vast amount of money as far as I'm concerned. I add, in the case of the iPhone, a couple of hundred quid to it and I've got the brand new shiny. And it's cost me 200 quid because I've invested in the past and I've just kept upgrading every year. It's right. not a big, you know, chunk of change suddenly. Well, 200 quid is a big chunk of change to a lot of people, but just well, not, not the, It's not the same as, as just saying, okay, I'm going to buy a phone today and it's going to cost yes. me X number of pounds or dollars. Exactly, exactly. And the reason I do this is because this is how my mate once explained to me, this is how you get nice cars. Because I said, well, have you, I've got this piece of rubbish driving around and you've got this fantastic souped up car. How have you done this? And he just explained to me how he went, he got a car and then he got a slightly better one and he got a slightly better one. He sold the old one, made some money, pushed it into the new one and he just kept upgrading, upgrading, upgrading until he had a really nice car. It took years granted but now i'm in a similar position where every time a new apple apple product product comes out i just sell the old one and i go and spend at a few hundred quid or less to to get the new one because they do hold their their value they do, they do. So, so that's how i progress and you know and if i went and bought <laughs> the iphone 7 and then two months later the iphone 7s came out i'd be upset but there's nothing I can do about it. And Apple would not do that. You know, like you say, when you're in Android world, there's a new phone, not from the same manufacturers, obviously, but from different manufacturers come out. So it'll be the Samsung Galaxy one month and it'll be the HTC another month. And you sort of, you know, and I think, do people care? If, you, if you've gone down that route in the Android sphere, you're just happy with your phone. It just seems like Apple people are the ones that have the big hard time with it. Because we're always looking at the new yeah, shiny. Even even when even when the new one looks exactly like the old. Yes. Like when you yes. go to an S model from from like I have I have a a, a six plus that I I because I had a five S and uh, it was last year I think it was after the the the, the S series came out for the iPhone six and it was like you know what I yeah I can now get. A, a a six plus the five point five inch phone for much less than it would have cost me when it first came out because the six mo- the success model is out right now mm-hmm. and when I look at the features between the six plus and the six s plus uh, other than a slightly better camera and you know a, a couple of things that that don't really concern me one way or the other it's still a great phone. And I don't know, you know, because we don't really know anything about what the seven is going to look like. Um, will I stick with the six S or the six plus when the seven comes out? I don't know. I might, you know, I have my, my laptop is from 2009, still working great. I put an SSD in it. 
my Mac Pro is from 2010. It's still working great, you know, six, seven years down the line. Um, I am a consumer of, of Apple products, but I have a tendency to update that stuff on more along the lines of an as needed basis versus mm-hmm. always wanting to have the, you know, the, the latest hotness. But that's perfectly valid as well. There's no, there's no thing that isn't valid. No, no, my way is you, better. No, <laughs> this is just how we are. I mean, uh, if you want something, you go and buy it. If you, if you can't afford it, you have to either save up or just go, oh, well, I can't afford that. That's, that's the harsh reality of life. That's with everything, unfortunately. It's not a fair world. Unfor- you know, I wish it was, but it isn't. Well, it never will be. No, it will not as long not be. as long as there's people because that because no. people people aren't fair. That's that's exactly. you know, life isn't fair. So it, don't but, worry if you don't have the latest hotness. Don't worry if, for example, you don't have a watch or you don't have this or you don't have that. You know, just concentrate on the things that that are important in your life, and it's not necessarily going to be technology. You know, there's there's a lot of things that are important, and whether or not. You know, like, for example, I am constantly updating my audio gear. That is important to me. And I change, I change my recording setup every other week. That's important to me. Uh, but, you know, uh, when you get down to the other things, it's like, okay, well, I'll live with a six-year-old or a seven-year-old laptop and a five-year-old desktop because it's still doing everything I need it to. And there is a flip side as well, guy. Is, okay. um, if you can afford the latest and greatest, that doesn't make you better than everyone else either. So it swings and roundabouts. You're, no, you're not better than everyone else and you're no worse than anyone else. It's just stuff at the end of the yeah. day. It's stuff that you like to use and you can get some use from. It doesn't, you know, we should stop giving our identity to some of these things and, and stop chasing after rainbows and stuff. But, you know... Yeah. Uh, I just, but, I just but you're still, you're still better if you're an Apple user than somebody else. <laughs> you said that, dude. I didn't. <laughs> that. It's okay. You really think anybody that 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 like uses Windows computers and something other than an iPhone is listening to this show? Oh, I don't see. They're all, I, I don't all know. right now. They're all just kind of going, yeah, that's right. We are better. Yeah. There, I, I have met, I have met my time some um, self-loathing Apple users, shall we say where they use the products, but they feel, feel guilty. They seem to feel guilty for having them. So, and I always think, just, just, no one cares. Just use yeah, whatever you relax. <laughs> yeah, relax. Go, go see a doctor. Get regular again, you know? But, but you know, uh, <laughs> and that's, that's, that's what I think it is. I, I just, I think as much of a, a, much, a lot of nonsense is, is written about all these things and, and how they're, how they're represented and, you know, no one really goes into psychology behind buying these new shiny things. And, you know, we're faced with an advertising campaign normally that blitzes us. And if we watch the keynotes, that is that is advertising condensed down, even if they go on for two hours long. It's yeah. every single moment of that keynote is selling you stuff, sell you stuff, sell you stuff, sell you stuff. Your stuff's now rubbish. Your stuff's now rubbish. Now buy this one, now buy this one, now buy this one, now buy this one. And, you know, some people get all upset about it because they they hear what uh, Phil Schiller says. So he just slags off Android or he slags off PCs. And and you think, it's marketing. Then what do you expect them to say? Just just let it wash over you. It's all nonsense, right? Yeah, yeah. Tim Cook... 
Tim Cook is going to come on stage and say, okay, well, here is the new iMac. Uh, it's it's better than everything else out there, but if you want to buy something else, that's okay, too. No, he's not going to do that. He, no. He's going to push not, Apple stuff. They're not public service announcements. They, <laughs> they, they are there to sell you stuff. That is it. They can be as boastful, boastful and arrogant as they wish because it's a sales technique. That's that's all it is. I mean, we don't really get it over here, but I know in the States, you, well, I used to have, it would be, do not buy this washing machine. This washing powder is rubbish. Buy this wash. Actually, you yeah. get it with your, your representatives, don't you? Your governments and stuff. Oh, of they course. Do of course. Campaigns. We don't get that over here. But, oh, but yeah. God. So, don't get um, me started on the whole I know, I know. Sanders, uh, Trump, and, Will, and no, Clinton I'm, thing. I'm pulling back. I'm just using it as a comparison. So Red alert. Red <laughs> alert. <laughs> Back off. Um, back <laughs> off. I said back off, but just in case anyone. Um, yes. So uh, anyway, I don't know how we ended up quite at this point of conversation. Well, the weird thing is we started off talking about Apple's release, you know, the, the, their quarterly financials. Yeah. And, and, was, we, and we worked our way through to talking about the Apple Watch. And then from there, we went to the differences between new technology versus old technology and now we're into politics. <laughs> so everyone can fall asleep now. <laughs> no, we're right. not politics. Actually, I think we had better end this segment. Okay. <laughs> so Sorry. I will get us out of here. Uh, we, we're not done yet, folks. We, there is much more madness to come. Everyone, please stand by to stand by. And we'll be right back. Why am I talking like this? Because I can't. Don't miss West Potomac High School's production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Starlight Express with music by Andrew Lloyd Webber and lyrics by Richard Stilgo. Heading off the rails, Beyond the Page Theater Company presents the supercharged spring musical Starlight Express, directed and choreographed by former Starlight Express cast member Philip Lee Clark, with musical direction by Kathy Manley, West Potomac High School in Alexandria, Virginia's tradition of excellent promises to live on through this exhilarating and challenging musical masterpiece. Starlight Express highlights the importance of never giving up. The music delves into the imagination of a young boy and his toy trains, each racing to become the fastest engine in the world. All performances will be at West Potomac High School's Springbank Auditorium, 6500 Quander Road, Alexandria, Virginia. Playing from April 28th to May 7th at selected times, there will be eight performances that will be sure to sell out quickly. Visit Beyond the Page Theater Company at West Potomac High School's website at westpotomactheater.org for complete details about Starlight Express and for more information about upcoming Art That Matters shows and performances during the 2015-2016 school year. The race is on. Excellence in mediocrity. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. show where hope, well hopefully our little ramble there didn't didn't off put you too much and you're still with us 
Yeah. Well, I, you know what? Do, do, do you agree that people should still be with us? I'm nodding my head. Hit it. Gases tips. Mostly. Yeah. Gases tips. He's dancing. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Well, not really? so much Gases tip, but uh, the, the almost futile search between Carla and myself for some kind of tip that we could use this week. Ah, but we did find something. And that's basically that uh, if you have documents that are sent to you and you do not have the program that those documents were created on, well, you can still open the most of those kinds of text files, including uh, office or word doc X files uh, in text edit. All you have to do is select the document Drop it on the text edit application icon and voila, uh, text edit will open most different types, but obviously without all the formatting. However, if you just need to edit or read the text, this is a free way to do that. Did, did you know that, Carl? I, I did not, I don't think. Yeah, you didn't or you did? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know you could dro- drop, uh, drop docsx on there. Yeah, but now you do, so therefore Da-da. you were... Not in my head. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's Tips. Okay, is that the, uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's Tips. <laughs> we are my so got vetoed. My one got vetoed, so that's okay. <laughs> well, Carl, do you have an app pick for us? Um, yeah, well, I haven't got an app pick. I've got a pick. Is that okay? A thing. Yeah, a yeah, physical that's fine. Thing. A thing. A thing. Yeah, so I, I recently went out and got some Bluetooth headphones. Oh, cool. And these, these are the Jabra Move headphones. Uh, in America, on Amazon, they go for $85. And here over in Blighty, they go for 53 quid. So suck it. <laughs> <laughs> 53. Um, wait, are we going to have this discussion about quid and pounds and shillings and... It's only quid. Like shillings, we don't do anymore. They was a long, long time ago. Or farthlings. Is it far? Is it farlings or farthlings? Farlings. You got me. Farlings. Don't do them anymore either. Ah, well, for for people that have no idea what I'm talking about, I I spent some time over in England uh, a couple of times back in the '80s, and I could not figure out your money to save my life. They were still using shillings and farthings. They were not. Yes, they were. I was given change. That had that stuff on it. No, and on my was, way to work in the morning, I would stop and get a Sun newspaper because I love the page three girl. And I would say, I would just pull out this whole handful, two handfuls of change and say, look, just just take no. whatever is required to pay for this paper that has a beautiful page three girl because I cannot figure out what this money is. You do know there's no longer page three girl, don't you? Dun, 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 dun. Really? They stopped doing yeah. that? Yeah, because it was sexist. Oh. Well, they could have had a page three guy. I wouldn't have, wouldn't have bothered me. It was another publication that had a, a, a some page guy, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, getting back to the headphones. And we didn't have them back then in the 80s. I don't know, some guy conned you royally. But, uh, yeah. They, they took it. <laughs> I bet they did. <laughs> Laughing all the way to the bank yeah. where they deposited but no, these, uh, so they're nice. They're not big bulky cans like you can often get. They're like mid-sized. Um, they're nice. They've got a nice build quality to them. They've got metal down the sides as well. Um, the 
The cushions are, are quite comfortable as well. And the sound is, is absolutely fantastic for 50 quid. It's got some nice bass to it. Got some nice mid-range and nice high range as well. Um, it won't blow your ears off. So as long, you know, as long as you're not one of these people who wants it really thumping music all the time. But it, it, gets, up to, it gets up to a, a reasonable uh, decibel. And uh, they're really comfortable to wear. It, it, they're quite tight the first time you wear them, but they soon adjust to your, your size of your head. I don't know what you'd do, guy. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're really comfortable to wear. And uh, check them out. And because it's Amazon, if you, buy, if you buy them and then you don't like them, send them back. And if you buy them and another model comes out two weeks later, tough. <laughs> Just too damn bad. Uh, speaking of thumping bass, uh, when we were in uh, York, Pennsylvania this weekend, we were standing outside of the hotel talking. And this guy comes up in this, it was a Toyota something. I don't even know what kind of Toyota it was. But he had, I mean, he had obviously put in aftermarket speakers and amplifiers and all kinds of stuff. And whatever it was he was blasting, you couldn't really tell it was so freaking loud. <laughs> but as I was looking at the car, I swear to God, I could see the actual glass in the windows shaking. It was so thumping loud. And did you have a if you do that, hand. if people do that, if anyone listening to this show does that, stop doing that. <laughs> Did no you have one's a cup impressed. Of in your hand? Did you have no. coffee in your hand? No. Well, you could, it, have, could have been like that scene out of Jurassic Park. Yeah, I was just thinking that. It was like, okay, either this guy is playing rap music way too loud or there is a T-Rex really, really close to where I am right now. And frankly, either one of those scenarios, I don't like. I want to, I want to get one of those cars and then drive around London but playing ABBA. <laughs> well, I know that when when I was in when I was in London, we'd rented a uh, Ford Escort, and the Ford Escorts in the UK were at the time so much better than the Ford Escorts that we had here in the US. And we actually had it was a convertible Ford Escort, mm -hmm. so so very very cool. And the guy I was traveling with was a big James Brown fan. So we got the top down and it was relative. I mean, it was like in the, the, the forties and fifties. So it was kind of cold, but it was like, we have a convertible escort. Therefore, if the sun is out, the top is down and we are <laughs> blasting James Brown driving through the streets of London in this car and people probably looking at me thinking, yeah, you're one of those guys, aren't you? <laughs> I think it's cute that you think 30, 40 is cold. Britain. Well, no, no, it was forties, fifties. <laughs> Oh, that's what I'm saying. You think, <laughs> that's that's shorts weather. I know. Uh, well, you know, having having grown up in Florida, exactly. If you're yeah. in the if you're in the 40s and 50s, people are breaking out like the parkas <laughs> and and heavy gloves. Whereas you know, living where I am now, it's like eh, okay, maybe I'll put on a long sleeve t shirt instead of a short sleeve t shirt. That's about mm -hmm. as far as it goes. So you really like those headphones? I love them. I absolutely love them. Um, yes, they, I got them on Friday night. I've been wearing them ever since. I've been going on me power walks with them and me, well, I haven't been cycling with them because that's dangerous. But I've uh, been walking around with them. Everywhere I go, there's lights. The only thing is they don't fold up, which is a bit of a nuisance, but oh well. I just, I just carry them around and stick them in my pocket. And uh, yeah, they're lovely. Great, cool. great set of earphones. Uh, and Bluetooth my, as well. Bluetooth uh, as well. Yeah, well, they're wireless headphones. They 
got to have something. <laughs> but they do come with a wire. So if you get caught without your battery, your battery runs down. Oh, right. That, yeah, that's a good move. And there's so many, so many headphones that are Bluetooth don't do that. Uh, these, these ones do. And it's, it's very good. They very suck. Good. They suck. They, and those are good. <laughs> <laughs> My app pick this week is Audio Converter Pro. It's in the Mac App Store. It's $6.99. What this app basically does is take any kind of sound that you could imagine you would have on on a regular basis on your Mac and convert it into some other kind of sound that you may want on your Mac. Like what for example, what I used it for was to take a bunch of MP3 files and turn them into CAF files. And for people that don't know what CAF files are, those are the kinds of files that uh Apple uses for loops in GarageBand. So you could take those CAF files, drop them right into GarageBand, and GarageBand will know exactly what to do with them. So Audio Converter Pro, if you have a need to convert audio from one form to another, it is $6.99. It takes all the hassle out of it. It's over there in the Mac App Store. I don't know what it is in the UK, but it's $6.99 here. Oh, it's oh, just add it on the screen as well, and I'll come back to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, there's obviously Gaz isn't here, so he doesn't have an app pick. Uh, there's no people's pick either. Darn the luck. But what the next thing I want to talk about very very quickly is the Mac stock. It's five ninety nine, five pounds ninety nine, four ninety nine, four ninety nine. Ah, four pounds and ninety nine, which is like thirty eight thousand shillings or something like that. <laughs> uh, next thing I want to talk about, real real quick, is the Mac stock. Can I borrow money off you? <laughs> yeah, you sure can. As long as it's in farthings. Pay it back, uh, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> pay me back in shillings. The Mac stock conference and expo, which is being held July. Uh, 16th and 17th. I should really have this in the show notes because otherwise I just sound really, really dumb. Uh, it is in July 16th and 17th of this year, just outside of Chicago in Woodstock, Illinois. And for those who didn't attend last year, it was a blast. And this year's going to be even better. It's going from a day to a day and a half. The Midwest Mac Barbecue that is hosted by Barry Falk is going to be in the same relative location, which is much better than being an hour away at his house in Chicago like it was last year. There's going to be all the people that you typically listen to uh, that are Mac-related. I know Tim Robertson's going to be there, Mike Potter, Allison Sheridan. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Go on over to MacStockConferenceAndExpo.com. I think even MacStock2016 <laughs> will get you there. And if you plan on attending this conference and want to save a little bit of money, we have a code that you can put in as you buy your ticket. It is my Mac sent me all one word M Y M A C S E N T M E. And this will save you $20 off the regular price of a Mac stock conference and expo for 2016 ticket. Um, I know Carl is, is completely envious that I'm mm. going to be there and he isn't. Indeed, indeed. And I just discovered if you actually go to the website, max.conferenceandexpo.com, scroll down until you get to the venue picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. There's a picture of Gaz and me. Look at you there. I know. And- we, we were so innocent, you know, just last year. Now- is, that the, is it the crowd asleep there? Some of them look like they're nodding off. What's happening there? Yeah. 
Oh, don't say nodding. <laughs> but look at that vest Gaz is wearing. Isn't that amazing? My God. And that shirt? That you don't clash at all, the pair of you. No, no, not at all. And you know, and it because that was actually um the very first time now Gas and I had been recording this podcast for almost six years. But last year at Max Talk Expo was the actual first time the two of us were together, you know, not only on the same continent, but in the same room. He's got and some lovely takes. I think I think it's quite telling that uh, Gaz has decided not to come this year. Hmm. <laughs> well, he's showing off his legs lovely in that picture. I guess. Yeah, doesn't he? Doesn't he? And uh, the sandals, they just set the whole look off. Amazing. Yeah. Actually, Gaz, so, Gaz I, won't be able to be here this year. Uh, because his daughter is graduating, but you know, if he could, he would be here. And so should all of you. I'm really jealous. I can't make it this year. Cause, um, well, I got, I got the holidays for it, unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we, we were talking about trying to do two weeks around Chicago and then, and then go to this thing, but it, it just didn't pan out, unfortunately. So I am now again, going to try and mark my ticket for next year and see if I can, um, get at least one of the guys from, Macaforth to come along with me. I know one's itching to go. So, uh, well, I know two of them are itching to go, actually, strangely enough. But uh, no, it looks like you've got a wonderful group of people there who are going to be speaking. Yeah. Um, and and this, this the speakers are actually, because we're going from a day to a day and a half, there's actually a larger number of speakers this year as well. And um, I, I think you can find it online. There was actually. Uh, Tim Robertson, who is the owner of MyMac.com and originator of this podcast, did a – was just after lunch, a session where he got uh, a number of the speakers on stage and was asking his questions, and it was it was such a blast. Well, he's, he's doing that same thing this year, and I'm anticipating that it's going to be as wild and woolly as <laughs> it was last year. Oh, it was so much fun. And so, you know, I'll I'll get off this, but if you can make it to this conference, you will not regret it. You and you will be itching to go the next year. Every single person that I spoke to last year, actually there was one person that was not thrilled about the Macstock Expo last year that I talked to. But honestly, when you when you figure there was like 150 plus people there and there was only one person that that didn't find it to be a good value. That's pretty good. There's always one. I know there is. There is. And, you know, and, and if that person is listening, dude, go go to Twitter. Okay, Twitter is where <laughs> you, you you throw that crap on the wall. Okay. Speaking of social feedback, uh, Carl, we still have 165 liquors on Facebook. Still, I still say you must be very very damp. We are. I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Well, if people lick you, oh, you need damn. damp. Okay, I thought it was like a UK thing. Every time I come on the show, I do that joke, and I've often wondered why you just fly straight past it. Now I know. Well, no, there's a better reason why it goes right over my head. I'm stupid. Ah. See? So if you keep that in mind when you come on to the show, you'll realize that you have to, everything you explained to me the previous show, you'll have uh-huh. to explain again. Okay. That's how it works. Uh, over on Twitter, uh, Mark Chappell asked if I was still using Loopback for the podcast, and I am, along with Audio Hijack Pro and a number of other things. And I believe he's uh, going to be getting a hold of me later, Carl. Yep, yep. He's going to shoot you an email. Okay. And Gregory Flad uh, wanted to let 
or wanted me to tell Carl that there are many people who are eagerly awaiting the return of the Mac and forth podcast. And he says, keep up the great fun guys. So, so tell us, Carl, what is the status of the Mac and forth podcast? Oh dear. Okay. Um, right. So what, so what happened towards the end of last year, I got very busy with work and stuff, so I just couldn't do it. And then the new year started and I, I had a parent who went into hospital for over a month and that was very hard to constantly go back and forth. So, Everything sort of went to pot. Um, so what's going to happen now? I've, and then also after that, I've got a new job now as well. So I, I find it very hard to find any time. So what me and Mark have done, Mark Chappell, who was a guest on my show many a time and does his own rampant mumbling show at the moment, is we are joining forces. So he currently has a, show, a website called Essential Mac. Um, we are going to rebrand that to Essential Apple and we... Mac and Forth and Essential Apple are going to come together and we're going to do continue doing the show, which we have done for the last three weeks over there on Rampant Mumblings at the moment. Oh, make sure um, you put a link in for me. Okay, yeah, I absolutely will. Uh, and then what's going to happen is from, I believe it's next week, he's going to change all the URLs, he's going to change all the RSS feeds and it'll become Essential Apple. And then from that point on, Mark will be hosting every week and the rest of us, the other four guys, will be guests as long as everyone's available. Rick is very busy at the moment because he's just got a brand new contract and he's got a young family. So his time is pretty rare. Um, Matt is pretty, has gone beyond pretty much every week and also Barry as well. Uh, and that's how it's, it's all, we're still trying to find the format and there are going to be some things from the old show. Like basically it's just completely ripped off my soundboard. <laughs> and... Uh, so he's still going to do things. So I'm I'm now going to have more of a guest role on it. But, uh, you know, I'm sure Mark will want to go off and do some other things every now and again, or he'll be busy. And then those days I'll step in and probably do the hosting. Um, so it's still going to continue. It just will not be under the same name. Hopefully the the, the banter and all everything else will remain. Um, we're going to still try and get Missy involved somewhere along the line. I was just about to ask you that. That's all anyone ever wants to know. Let's face it. It could be the the Missy and F show for everyone. <laughs> she's got such I mean, a great voice. I know. But, she, you know, if you want to follow Missy, she's out there. She does things every day. She posts on Periscope. She's got her own website, uh, Missy Mwack. Um, and you can find, follow her on Twitter. She's very, you know, very prolific on all these other social media things that she does. So if you want ever, if you want your fill of Missy, then just go and search for Missy Mwack. Uh, they're Missy with a mother with a camera. That's what it stands for. Um, uh, and so you're still, you can still get your Missy fix as well. But hopefully she'll come on to our <laughs> show. She'll do, she'll do special things on our show from time to time. But that's it. So if you want to currently follow the last three weeks when we've done the show, um, go and look out for Rampant Mumblings on the iTunes podcast store. And then we'll push out all the links when it actually all gets changed over and it becomes Essential Apple from that day forward. We'll be moving forward with the new format, and but the same same regular people, and hopefully guests, and maybe Guy will come on if he's got nothing sure. better to do. One, you know, if he can sneak some time off work. <laughs> yeah, stuff. well, that's the problem, really. Uh, yeah, and that's it. So we're still going to try and get guests from from various other places on uh, as time goes by, but we are starting out with basically nothing. So. We, we'll have no reviews. We'll have nothing there. So if you listen to the show and you like the show, just like with this show, please just st spend a few moments writing out a review. You know, me. It really does help. Yeah, me, Mark, Guy, and Gaz, everybody likes reviews. Just if you want, if you listen to the show and you appreciate the show and you want the show to continue, the best way to make sure that happens is give a review. So 
the uh, producers know that there are people out there liking it and appreciating what they're doing. Okay. So that, well, right now it is still rampant mumblings. Eventually yep. it's going to switch over to, uh, the essential Apple podcast That's it. and Cara will, will put in some links for all of this stuff that we were just talking about. And it, you know, unless I get stupid again, it should be in the show notes. <laughs> um, real, real quick. This doesn't happen very often. And, uh, the, the person who sent us this, this Skype call, uh, will pretty much explain how all that happens, but uh, we do have a, a Skype call that came in from uh, Greg in North Carolina. So let me play that right now. Hey guys, hey guys, this is Greg from uh, North Carolina, the uh, only guy who seems to know how to use your Skype number. Uh, just thought I'd tell you, you were talking about Apple and innovation, and one of you was searching for a Steve Jobs quote, something along the lines of, uh, People don't know what uh, they want until we show it to them. Uh, it reminded me of, of the, the quote that predates that, probably hypocritical, but attributed to Henry Ford when talking about his development of Ford Motor Company and the automobile. He said that uh, <clears throat> if we'd have given people what they wanted, we would have given them faster horses. <laughs> so sometimes with something like an iPhone or an automobile, the people, I think there is some truth to that. The people don't really understand what they want if it's something that's completely outside of their experience. Thanks again, guys. Great show. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you, Greg. We really, really appreciate your call. And if any of you would like to have your your voice on this podcast, you you don't have to set aside a, a two-hour block of time like uh, Carl has done today. All you have to do is just call our Skype number. For God's sake, call our Skype number, which is outside of the United States, uh, plus one, and then the area code 703-436-9501. That number again, plus one seven zero three. Four three six nine five zero one. Now, Greg has already gotten a Woody. I know Carl has received at least one, three. Carl has three Woodies to his name, and that yeah, may baby. be that may be a record. Oh, I hope so. I don't. I don't get any doubles up either. I don't get any residuals. That's the problem. Well, yeah, we're still we're still kind of working with our agent on that. So you know, the let's see what would be. 10% of 10% of nothing. Hmm. Well, we'll, we'll work on the math later. Uh, Carl, if people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? Well, at the moment on Rampant Mumblings and soon to be Essential Apple, or if you want to get a hold of me on Twitter, it's Claw0101. Claw0101. Is there any other way that they can get a hold of you or, or you just tell that's them it. that's it? That's it, really. Um, okay. <laughs> that's it, yeah. What other ways are there? Google Plus, maybe, but I, I, I'm really gone there much lately to tell you the truth okay uh if you would like to contact uh myself uh there's so many different ways to do it that it makes me it makes me want to i can't say that uh it would be just guy gui at my mac.com that is my email address you can also reach me on the twitters and my twitter handle is mac parrot ah. oh very good that's a ooh, that's a deep throaty parrot kind of phlegmy, you know, but it still sounds good. Uh, if you'd like to contact Gaz, it's so easy to do. Uh, he is Gaz at MyMac.com. That is G-A-Z. Zed. On, at MyMac.com. Uh, he's also on the Twitters. He is Gazmaz. That is G-A-Z. Zed. 
M-A-Z. <laughs> and we have a combined Twitter account because we just don't have enough ways for you to get a hold of us. And that is Guy and Gaz, G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z. It's Zed. <laughs> and if you'd like to contact Fearless Leader Tim and remind him that once again, that this once proud podcast has fallen into disrepair. All you would have to do is send that to feedback at mymac.com. Feedback at mymac.com. <sighs> and I think Carl, we're, we're near the end. I, I know it's hard to believe mm-hmm. I have, I have a, a Herculean task in front of me to edit this show down to <laughs> a reasonable level. Uh, but I would like to say to everyone who is listening and has downloaded this podcast, thank you so very, very much for downloading this show, uh, especially all of you long, long, long time listeners. It is so deeply appreciated by both Gaz and myself and Carl, you know, because, you know, Carl's here right now. Including? Yeah, yeah. So I regret, you know, something. I, I regret something today before you do the own bit. I, regret, I never got a chance to do the Eric Diaz thing because he hasn't written anything. No, he hasn't written anything else in here. Well, say it right now. Go ahead. Eric Diaz. Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> And he'll appreciate it. You know, he's from uh, Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's apropos of nothing, but, you know, yeah, it's <laughs> a little bit of, little bit of, uh, of personal stuff about some of our great listeners. He, he, can, he contributes quite a bit over on Google+. Plus. When you give that detail, you don't want to give the phone numbers, addresses. Oh, well, that's 7034. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's our Skype number. Um, anyway, you know, Carl, I think yep. this is Uh-oh. me right here. I think. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That we're good enough. Uh-huh. I think that well, you're smart enough, mm. and that <laughs> and that doggone it, people people like it, but wish that I was gone and Gaz was on more. <laughs> In that case, Cole Madden <laughs> with the Mac and Forth podcast. T Duan Marvan Wawazan Menin Dat D Dur D Hand D Gwendy. Siporian, what the hell? Siporian, yet? <laughs> van die Jimmen was to be van in last t dwigen. <laughs> and when a rock gets thrown at you, Dutch. Dutch. <laughs> anyway, that's it, folks. And. <laughs> Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can reach this and other great podcasts all on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, the Club Podcast, the Let's Talk Podcasts, OWC Radio, the Deeper Look Podcast, and the Mac Gist. Yeah, fascinating, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, let, let, let's kick off the podcast in a, sad, in, a, was, in a happy mood. Let's talk about was, death and destruction. That was one of the only lines in all of the Indiana Jones 4 movie, the crystal nonsense, yeah. where he says, he goes, you know, you get to a point in life where life starts taking things from you instead of giving them to you. And I thought, God, that's so true. Yeah, was George Lucas involved in that one? Yeah, because yeah, you don't. Yeah. That's why it's pants. Yeah, that's why it's a piece of shit. <laughs> Still, we're doing another one. <sighs> really? Do they have yeah. to? Well, they've got to redeem themselves. So, did okay with Star Wars. Just don't let him touch it.
think that's the that's the well, remedy. <clears throat> yeah, I think I think at this point, um, uh, Spielberg and Lucas are are pretty much on the outs as far as movies go. Well, yeah, they're they're old. I mean, they used to be they used to be the young hip guys, but now they've been replaced, and now they're this they're the they're the the, the they're industry. The old guys. Yeah, exactly. It's just what happened. <clears throat> I always think Lucas. Of Lucas What was the last movie, good movie, that Lucas did? Can you think of anything? He did the Indiana Jones, and that was it. Um, He actually directed them, didn't he? Well, I think he he directed the first one. No, I think he'd done the others as well. Uh, Let me check now. I ah, IMDB. Come on. Come on. IMDB.com. George (laughs) Lude. What did we do in pubs before this? No, I tell you, he was not in that bloody film. We drank a lot. We did. All right, come on. Directing credits. Where are you? Yeah, okay. Anyway, wrote a lot. Raiders of the Lost Ark, director Steven Spielberg. Yes. So, So Last Crusade, which was the last good one, was Steven Spielberg. Oh, of course. Yeah, what am I thinking? It's a Spielberg film. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I, yeah, I but he, but up. Lucas was involved in writing the story. Right, so according to IMDb, it was Star Wars, the original, 1977. Because only all he directed after that was episode one, something called Short Chaos 10, uh, Star Wars episode two, and episode three, and that was it. So he went 20 years... <laughs> Without it showed. <clears throat> yeah, well, you look at, uh, I mean, the, the guy was just terrible. You know, he, he got lucky with one franchise. God, and, yeah. And ended up getting billions of dollars out of it. And now that he has his money, he should just shut up. What he has, doesn't he? So he, he, he? He doesn't shut up. He, he talked all kinds of major trash about oh, the, yeah, new, the new Star Wars flick. Because oh, they didn't, no. they didn't want him involved in it. Thank God. Bloody bell! Hang on a sec. Where's, where's the bell? Pl- I'll turn that bell off. Hang on. You actually had, you have a oh, switch yeah. for your doorbell to turn it well, on yeah. and off. It's one of those, you know, remote ones. So I put one up in upstairs because you can't always hear the one downstairs go off. Oh, that's a good idea. The only problem is when you're in the middle of a podcast and it goes bing, bing, hello, I'm here. As it did twice on Friday when we were recording. (laughs) That'll work. Cool. Mm. So I got my water. I've got my Mountain Dew. What the hell is this? Baja Blast. (laughs) Mountain Dew, isn't that redneck drink? That's the way it's portrayed anyway. (sighs) It's... It's like a, a high caffeinated soda if for for people I guess that don't like coffee. Oh, I, I happen I I actually have you know here's here's a funny story. Back in the day, um, Tim didn't Tim Robertson didn't go to I think the last two MacWorld Expos, but for the five previous to that, which was the ones that I I was there with him, he didn't drink coffee. All he drank was Mountain Dew. Wow. And it had to be, and that in itself wasn't the funny bit. The funny bit was, uh, you know, we would be staying at, at Hotel X. You know, for the seven years I went to the Macworld Expo, I never stayed in the same hotel. We were always in some different flea bag someplace. <laughs> and 
he, you know, we would get there, we would check into our rooms, and the first thing he would do is find wherever the, the nearest convenience store was and get some Mountain Dew to put in his room. And at least three out of the five years, he would be all hacked off. He's like, oh, man, this Mountain Dew is stale. And it's like, well, wait, hold on. How I wasn't aware that carbonated soft drinks had a shelf life, but apparently they do. Anyway, yeah. I thought it was lemonade. To tell you the truth, I always assumed it was just lemonade. Well, no, it, it's it's like a God. How to describe the regular <laughs> Mountain Dew? I mean, well, basically, it looks like <laughs> it's like this off yellow c- color. So. Okay. Yeah, you know, it's not exactly visually appealing when you when you look at it, and it it has never been uh, a, a soft drink that I particularly liked. I was more of a fan of like root beer and birch beer and um, sarsaparilla things like that. <laughs> but Tim, I mean, that's all Tim would drink. He he would get his his Mountain Dew, and on a couple of the years when they didn't have Mountain Dew there in the Moscone Center. You know, he would, he would like search the whole place out to all the various vendors to see if they had Mountain Dew. And if they didn't, by God, he would go out and get some and bring it back. That is dedication to your soft drink. <laughs> that is serious dedication. Me, if they don't have science, okay, whatever that one is. Yeah, they, uh, I need some coffee. Uh, well, do you want it? Do you want an espresso or a latte? It's just give me a. <laughs> I don't need it steamed. I don't need, you know, specialized sugar from the mountains of Madagascar. I just want a cup of freaking coffee. See, uh, well, we're the same with tea. 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 I need some tea. tea. We need tea. That's how we got tea. And then we used to go on holiday. Whenever we used to go on holiday, this is the thing that used to crack me up. We used to go, um, when I was young, we used to go to Spain and, and, and yeah. various, well, basically it was Spain. Uh, and my mum would always take... <laughs> Our tea bags with us. Really? Why? Yeah, I don't know why. Because it, it still tasted different because obviously they got different water. Yeah, the different water filtered. Exactly. Yeah. And the milk's different. So what's the point in the last little bit? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, it's like, like well, let's see. The water's not right and the milk's not right and the sugar's yeah. not right. But the, the, the tea bags are, are spot on. The tea will overcome. <laughs> Except when it doesn't. Great. You need to do a British for It's nothing in Britain. Someone needs to, you know, do the British thing because we get nothing over here. Well, talk to the the person that really set all this up is uh, Mike Potter and Barry Falk. Because it was, it, according to what I've heard from Mike Potter, the, the, the whole thing kind of started uh, after the, the Macworld Expo went bye-bye. Uh, Barry Falk was talking about doing a uh, a barbecue for all these people that used to get together at the Macworld Expo every year there at his house near Chicago. Mm-hmm. And then Mike started talking about, well, why don't we, you know, we could do a conference and get some people to talk and all the rest of that. And, that, and Mike actually set up last year's MacStock Expo in about six to eight weeks. I mean, from start to finish, it, it was an incredible effort. And the fact that it went as smoothly as it did, you know, it, especially considering that the two events were like an hour apart from each other mm. is just amazing. And even, Ooh, excuse me. Even the torrential downpour <laughs> at Barry's house <clears throat> for the barbecue didn't put a damper 
on the festivities. Everybody had a blast. So I'm expecting this year to be just as good, if not better. Yeah. I saw, I saw someone do a review of a soundboard and they said, I bought it and there's no sounds in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's that, and that was their review? Yeah. Wow. I mean, it, it does say that right at the top of the page. Do you can <clears throat> read? That's the other thing that's getting wound me up. I don't want to, I know, I never say it's on the show or anything, but some of, you remember when you used to have a, a computer problem before Twitter, before Facebook? Right. You used to have a computer problem. What would you do? Uh, you'd have to search for the problem and resolve it yourself. Thank you. Why is it now you go straight to Twitter and go, me, not working for me. Yeah, it's all about me. Me, 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 me. It absolutely drives me. F- and I, I'm thinking, my God, you wouldn't have survived back in the days of Amiga and 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 free eight and free eight sixes machines and and or oh. God or even or even the old because I started with a Mac Plus in eighty seven. Wow, which was had a grand total of four megabytes of RAM. That was the most you could put in it. I can do you no one now. no internal hard drive, and I had a forty meg scuzzy drive that i thought i'll never fill this up <laughs> that's what we all did <laughs> i know okay i gave you one pair have you google zx81 okay z81 that was my first computer in 1981 oh okay you know what uh, because i had a sinclair which is basically yeah, this machine thing. yeah and every time uh my my brother-in-law who had who had bought a, a an apple lisa Gave it to me thinking, oh, yeah, a guy can do something with his computer. And and I got it home and hooked it up to the TV set. And you know, everything I tried to do with it, it was like, what? What, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. I can't do shit with this. They were all, all the commands were like pre-coded into the keyboard. So to get like go to, you had to press one key and then the key with G on, I think it was. And then go to would appear as the basic command on the screen. And then if you wanted... To get into logarithms and, and, and things, you had to do another different contortion of keys to get the, the ones in red to appear or the ones in green later on. And uh, it was a nightmare. But And you had, to, and because there was no way of transmitting code back then, there was, you know, there was tape machines so you could buy games and stuff. If you wanted to get, if you bought a magazine, like a Sinclair magazine, for example, and they put a program in there, they wouldn't include the tape, they just include. <laughs> Pages and pages of, of code. code, yeah. And you sat there diligently learning to, 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 these weird combinations. And of course, you'd finish the code, and this is where you learn the harsh reality of coding. You'd finish the code, press run, crash straight away, yeah. and you had to go back all the way to the beginning. And that's how you learn how to do machine like coding. Well, on that note, as because I did a I did a Google search for Z eighty one. And yep. one of the things that came up, and I think this is very relevant to to the uh, to the Sinclair and the uh, the Z eighty one. Apparently, Z eighty one is also a family history of mental and behavioral disorders. <laughs> okay. So that that I think that kind of fits. It does. It certainly does. After you type six pages <laughs> of code in, in and it doesn't other. work. Oh, but that was my greatest machine. That was so, and I, the picture doesn't do it justice. Like it was about the size. Of, well, you're a big guy. It was about the size of your hand. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I bigger. had one. And it, oh, I just loved it. And it came with one K, one K of memory. Yeah. Uh, and it's upgradable to 16 K, but you had RAM wobble. 
RAM wobble. Um, so you could be coding, you could be coding like some, one of these mag, direct, uh, magazine pieces of code, and then you accidentally brushed the table too hard, the RAM would wobble, and the machine would crash, and you'd lost everything. <laughs> everything. Now that, that is proper. None of this, ew, like this icon's in the wrong place. How do I do that? Let's go on Twitter. Ugh. I'm mad. I'm so angry. Makes me, makes me so annoyed. But uh, yeah, oh well, that's that's modern life. And then <laughs> and the other thing I love as well is when you get proud parents say, "Oh yeah, like he's very big on computers." Oh really? What's he do? Well, he plays his, his PlayStation all day. Yeah, really, really. Firstly, that's not computers. <laughs> oh dear. Or he's some... so good with the Facebooks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like okay. The face books, okay. Thing is, I got well, a I mean, if theory. you think about it, if you think about it, like in the uh, mid '90s and a little bit farther on, for a lot of people, mm-hmm. computers were America Online. That was well, it. Their true. entire experience was America Online. We had that. We had them over here, which I never worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So what and we got? now, now for a lot of people, <clears> using <throat> a computer is Facebook. Yeah, but even when you had America Online, you still had to do things. There was still proper engagement. It, you couldn't just do it point, click, point. I mean, it just seemed to me like there was lots of things that you had to sort out for yourself. A little bit. Um, yeah, like, and finding, just, like finding a telephone number that what you could actually use a fifty-six K modem on. <laughs> but that that that's. <laughs> Mind you, I suppose the generation before before me was saying would look at the six eighty one and go, "Oh my god, that's basic." We had to create our own languages, so you know, <laughs> a generation where we had to bang on rocks until they sparked off numbers. <laughs> and if we didn't just, do if we didn't do it right, we burned down the forest. <laughs> 